Welcome to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. This show is where Dr. Jason Deitch and myself, Jeff Langmaid, give you a front row seat to our conversations with the current influencers, future leaders, and fantastic people involved in our profession. Hey, Smart Chiropractors. Welcome to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. I'm Dr. Jeff Langmaid here with my co-host, Dr. Jason Deitch. Today, we have the opportunity to sit down and chat with Dr. Rachel Houston of the Body Lab in Lincoln, Nebraska. Rachel, thanks for coming on and chatting with us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. It is our pleasure. As I mentioned earlier, you have quintessential uh, Lincoln, Nebraska going on over your shoulder. <laughs> I can see the cars, the you know, the wheat field is going on. Uh, we're going to discuss <laughs> social media. We're going to discuss uh, providing a world-class patient experience. But before we get there, I'd love for you to set the stage on what got you interested in becoming a chiropractor. Yeah. So I grew up an athlete, um, went to a small high school. And as you do when you go to high, small high school, you play every sport imaginable. Um, and as I did that, I underwent my own injuries and I found myself, you know, going to PT, going to chiropractors, going to massage therapists, and my chiropractor really helped me out a lot. Um, so that's kind of my story and wanted to kind of pay it forward and give back. Rachel, we've been uh, checking out what you're up to, which is why we invited you to do this. You have a unique approach to uh, sharing what you do. Your practice is called The Body Lab. Uh, it does not include the word chiropractic in the name, yeah. et cetera. Um, tell us about how you sort of decided to take that approach and what impact do you think it has on the people that come to see you, um, whether they do or don't know they're going to see a chiropractor and what you might expect other chiropractors to wonder uh, based on, you know, having a name that doesn't include the word chiropractic in it. For sure. That was definitely a very, very intentional decision. Um, I feel like, and maybe you guys have felt this too, I feel like in the world of chiropractic, there's becoming almost like two different fields almost there's your more like old school traditional chiropractors and then there's more evidence-based chiropractors or rehab-based chiropractors kind of this like new school way of thinking and way of approaching it and I know specifically in Lincoln there's a ton of chiropractors it's a very very saturated market and a lot of people that I came into contact with had had bad experiences with chiropractors or were tired of the old model were tired of being on crazy long treatment plans or getting you know, feeling like they were being just run through a factory or run through a mill. And so I wanted this to not feel like your typical chiropractic visit. And I wanted to offer a more comprehensive approach. Obviously, as we know, the adjustment is an amazing and very effective tool. Um, but I've also really done extensive training in dry needling and other soft tissue modalities, as well as the rehab component, and really wanted a space to kind of bring all of those elements together. I look back at my experience as a high school athlete and like I said, I was going to a chiro and a PT and a massage therapist. And I'm like, what if we just brought all of the best elements of those to one place and in one in one appointment um, and kind of merged all of those together so people um, could have a one-stop shop and not feel like they have to go to three or four different practitioners for the same issue. I like it. And a lot of what I see on your website, it's great aesthetics. The website looks great. The practice looks great. Clearly, you've done your due diligence. And it, building a practice is hard, right? It is not super easy. And so many young docs getting out there, they struggle to really get where they want to be and, and to build and grow. I'd love to know, as you look at your social media channels, your website, your positioning, how are you thinking about that and the impact it has on whether somebody chooses your practice or not? And what tips would you offer for some of the younger docs listening, or maybe even veteran docs who are looking to make a shift in their branding and things like that as time goes on? How are you considering that? And how important is that to your patient acquisition process? Literally so important. Um, I think in this day and age, um, 
you know, the term niche or niching down is very prevalent. And I think I used to think that that was kind of just like BS, like, oh, I want to treat everyone. I want my services to be for everyone. And that's just simply not really how it works. Um, I think if you can really hone in on who your target audience is and identify those people that can change the game for your marketing. And so I've really identified my target audience and I identified it as people my age, kind of that like mid to late 20s to like maybe 50. And I'm like, okay, where are they hanging out? Well, on Instagram and Facebook. And I really looked at, you know, how do I consume Instagram? What do I look for when I'm when I'm trying a new place? Um, and really just tried to look at it through that lens of, you know, how do I consume things? And then how can I like reverse engineer that to be appealing to those types of people? Um, I started the body lab in the middle of COVID in 2020. And so a lot of in-person things were just not happening. So my marketing plan was just like totally ripped to pieces as far as in-person things. So I really relied on Instagram and the website and trying to give people a glimpse into what it's like to experience the body lab, but through, you know, those channels. Um, so I think just thinking like, how can we stand out? What is my unique feeling or experience that I want to give people? And how can I simply communicate that through social media or the website? Well, let's go deeper on exactly that, Rachel. I know many chiropractors, when they hear uh, any uh, word that has anything to do with social media, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it may be, their brain tends to think that that means paid advertising with oh, deep yeah. discounts. Uh, I see that's not what you're doing. So can you go deeper? How are you using Instagram? Um, and for those that are wondering, you know, kind of, is it worth it, you know, putting in the effort and energy to teach? And I'm looking, you know, at your Instagram now, you've got, you're teaching about movement and motion and uh, helping people understand how their body works mm -hmm. uh, so that they know when it doesn't work, that you're the ones who can help them get it back uh, yeah. you know, in shape, aligned, et cetera. How do you think about and what do you do that you believe is most effective uh, that you think other chiropractors could learn from? Yeah. So I think a lot of people, their brain just like shuts off when they hear social media. It's time consuming. It's a game. No one wants to do it. And the way I look at it is it's here, whether we like it or not. So you can choose to just like not have anything to do with it or you can choose to embrace it. Either is fine. But to me, I just see this as a huge tool. I mean, it's free, not really free. It's free to use. Um, and I look at it as like, how can I establish myself as the expert in my field and give away some information and some knowledge for free, but provide a ton of value for people and really just be authentic and like show my face and do the awkward, like talking to the camera. Sometimes people want to know that they're going to someone that they can trust. They want to know that they're talking to the expert. And I'm, I feel like that's accomplished by just being generous with your knowledge and um, putting that out there on the internet for people to consume, whether they become a patient or not. The amount of people that have ended up sharing videos, they've never become a patient themselves, but they've shared it with someone. And then that person ended up becoming a patient. And I mean, the reach is just truly remarkable how many people you can reach with your content if you um, are providing value and putting some thought into it and also having fun with it. I think that's important too. And to not just do it begrudgingly because it is such a a great resource. So I've really just tried to embrace it and and look at it that way. I love it. I have two questions in that vein and they're kind of tied together, but a little bit separate. And and one is how would you advise or what did you do to get started? Just getting started seems to be so hard. Right? It's a fear of being on camera, all of those items. You know, how did you address that? And what's it like now? That's sort of one question. The other side is 
people are like concerned about like growing an audience, right? And it's, you know, there's a lot of like, wow, like we'll interview some chiropractors that have hundreds of thousands or millions of followers. And, you know, quite frankly, and I think, you know, we all can look at this within our own circles of influence. And it's like, man, I wish I had more followers, right? right. So, you know, right. all of you, you know, I think you have great growth. It looks like the page is awesome, but everybody starts at zero. So what would you offer to those looking to get started? And how have you thought and considered this yourself as you've gone through this journey of growth uh, online and in public? Yeah, that's a great question. I live by the slogan, launch now, adjust later. And I am admittedly a perfectionist. And I hate that about myself because I tend to wait till everything is perfect, just right to set it into motion. And that has held me back more than anything else in my life, probably. So I've really had to embrace this idea that like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Everyone has to start somewhere, just put it out there, adjust later. Um, and you know what? Like, no one is thinking about it as much as you are. Your fear of looking stupid is what's holding you back. Your fear of, you know, what others think of you is holding you back. So just put it out there and it's going to hit with someone and it's going to resonate with someone. And literally, even the chiropractors with a million followers started at zero. So if they can do it, you can do it. And that's just try it, how I try to look at it and, you know, not uh, get too wrapped up in how others are perceiving it. Yep. That's fantastic. To, again, go deeper. I think this is a topic many chiropractors, uh, we believe, should be learning. Uh, whether they do or not, that's another story, but they should be. Yeah. Um, how do you think about content creation? And, you know, I know a lot of chiropractors are probably thinking uh, similarly, but also wondering, okay, if I put in all this time, am I going to benefit? Is it, you know, is there an ROI? Are people going to come in? Am I going to get more new patients? So right. how do you think about creating content? Uh, and what do you find to be most successful to help inspire people to want to come into your practice? Yeah. So I think really a big inspiration for my content is just what I see in my treatment room. I'll be like, wow, I have seen so many people struggling with their squat lately or whatever it is. And then I'll just get thinking of like, okay, if they are, then there's other people who are, and how can I make just a really educational value packed video about this that can reach more people. And I also try to think about like, what is easily shareable? You know, like what is, what's a common thing? What's a shared experience or a shared problem that a lot of people have? And how can I make a video that like someone's going to see and be like, oh my gosh, my, my buddy struggles with that. I'm going to send it to him or like, I'm going to send this to my coach or whatever. Just really trying to get inside the mind of your consumers and of your patients and be like, what are they experiencing in real life? What are their real problems? Not some as much as we love research as evidence-based chiropractors, I don't, I don't want to like break down a research article in a video that's not easily digestible. That's not something people are going to stop scrolling and look at. It has to be quick, easily consumable, shareable, relatable. So that's really how I try to approach my content. That makes a lot of sense to me. And I think this ties into the conversation around patient experience. So you were mentioning as we, before we hopped on, that you had some some strong feelings around uh, patient experience. <laughs> and not only do you really take pride in what you're able to offer in your practice, but I'm assuming there's a, a bit of a story here in terms of perhaps you seeing things other places that you wouldn't want to do in your practice. What's the emphasis on patient experience that 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 has inspired you to take such a patient-centric approach in your own practice? Yeah, again, I think looking at the chiropractic field as a whole and specifically specifically in Lincoln, it's so saturated, right? And so I'm always like, how can I stand out? How can I be going the extra mile? I'm a millennial and we millennials are all about an experience, right? We don't want to just like go and get a service or go and get food somewhere. We want it to be 
an experience. We want there to be cool music. We want there to be cool lighting or cool artwork. We want it to feel like something that like is bigger than just the service that we're getting, something that we want to post on our Instagram story. So I really tried to think about it that way, um, just in terms of the aesthetic and the interior. And then also just like really, really focusing on building those relationships with my patients. And I don't want that to sound cliche because like everyone probably says that, but really getting to know them and give them a reason to go tell their friends about their experience. And I even, this is something I started fresh out of the gate when I was first in practice is I would see a new patient and then I would immediately go to a sticky note and write down every single thing that we talked about, you know, their dog's name, what their job is, where they're from, where they went to school, like every talking point. So then I could remember those things for the next time and really start building on those relationships rather than just being like, how was your weekend? How was Thanksgiving? Like those like, you know, cliche surface level questions. And I feel like I have built amazing relationships with my patients and I'm so grateful for that. And my whole practice almost is referral based. So I really um, attributed it to that. That is phenomenal. Um, I, I want to know if this is something you can speak to if you do or don't notice a difference here, but uh, go, you know, staying on the topic of customer service, referrals, but also social media. Um, I'm sure, especially in the beginning, before you're, you know, basically all referral based, you had people that would come in uh, that didn't know you, that weren't sure what they were doing there, that uh, maybe weren't following you on social. Mm -hmm. uh, can you speak to, is there a different experience for you as the doctor of somebody who comes in who has no idea who you are and maybe heard your name or saw, you know, saw you somewhere, met you somewhere? and those that come in because they are following you on social media mm. and they have learned from you and they've sort of gotten this celebrity sense that you are an expert. Do yeah. you feel a difference in how people come to see you, how they respond to you, their, uh, I'll say even uh, focus on staying, you know, focusing on their active care plan and being compliant. Do you find a difference between those that follow you and those that have never heard of you and just go, you know, somebody said I should come in. Uh, and I guess, therefore, again, sort of verifying and validating the value of the effort it takes to teach and invite consistently using social media, because it actually is in your best interest to do so. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And yes, I, I notice a huge difference. Someone who has followed the Instagram, watched the videos, gotten a sense of what we're about, comes in with the expectation that this is a different chiropractic experience. Um, you know, we're going to have you moving. We're going to have you doing exercises. We're not just cracking your back and sending you on your way someone kind of gets a taste of what the experience is like if they're following along on social media and also knows, you know, some of the values that we preach versus someone who maybe just saw the signage or saw a brochure and just randomly came in. They might be caught off guard like, oh, I just wanted an adjustment or like, oh, this is not what I expected. Um, and I, I try to be really transparent with those patients too. Like, you know, this might not be the best fit for you if that's what you're looking for, but let me show you, let me offer you what we, what we do here and see if it's a good fit for you. And Sometimes those patients are a better fit in other offices and sometimes I end up converting them and they become believers of the body lab. But yes, um, to your point, social media kind of sets the stage um, for that expectation and just giving them a heads up of the experience that they're going to get. What's next? What are you, what are you, what are you looking, what, what are you looking to do? It seems like the practice is certainly growing. You got a beautiful location. You're building that audience online. What are you looking forward to as we enter this next year? What are some maybe uh, goals that you have? Yeah. So I, my big dream is a second location. Um, Lincoln isn't that big, but it's big enough to where there's definitely room for a second location. And I find the biggest obstacle to that is just finding the right people, finding like-minded chiropractors 
who want to practice in an evidence-based way and in a rehab-based way, but are also really, really relationship-oriented and focused on that patient experience piece. Um, that's probably been the biggest obstacle that I've had. So I'm just being patient um, and just really taking my time looking for those people. But yeah, second location and even multiple locations in the future um, is definitely on the radar. Is awesome. Well, we will continue to follow along for sure. We'd love to have you back as you build those uh, second, third locations and more. That would be awesome. Everybody listening and watching, we are going to drop links to the Body Lab down below. So be sure to click the link, follow. You can connect with Rachel that way. Rachel, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I know you have a patient coming in in a few minutes. We really appreciate you sharing today. It's been awesome to get to know you. And uh, thanks for your time. Thank you guys so much. This was so fun. You guys are great. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. Join us again next week for another episode and leave us a review when you have a moment. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Chiropractor. The Smart Chiropractor can deliver more new patients, better retention, and more consistent reactivations to your practice without spending any money on paid advertising. Learn more and get started today at thesmartchiropractor.com.